Hey, this is To All the YA I've Loved Before. A podcast where two childhood best friends discuss the young adult fiction books of the 80s, 90s, and beyond. I'm your host, Casey Racer. I'm your other host, Ashley Spicer. This is Spooky Season 6, so grab your pumpkin spice latte and prepare to be scared because we're exploring teen horror, mystery, and the supernatural. <laughs> hey, Spooky Ashley. Hey, Spooky Casey. You're so dumb. <laughs> we did that so that we would sound natural as if that's something that we would ever say. Ever sounded less natural. <laughs> but I liked it. I liked so it too. This, this is episode three of our spooky season where we are going back to talking about more spooky dolls. Creepy dolls. And Oh, spooky dolls, creepy dolls. I mean, it's they're, a little bit of both. They're scary. They're definitely creepy. <laughs> it's spooky. They are. So this time we are doing a newer book from 2018. This is called The Collector by K.R. Alexander. Um, so a little bit about the author. Tell me about it. Okay. Tell me about it, stud. <laughs> okay. So Alex R. Collar, Kaler, I don't know how he pronounces it, is actually author of young adult fantasy books, often okay. with LGBTQ characters. Ooh, he is a gay that. man and just wanted to, you know, add more inclusive titles. So I thought that was cool. And then the K.R. Alexander is actually his pseudonym that he uses when he's writing middle grade horror, which he has 15 books. I saw that. I was like, wow. <laughs> Damn, that's so a lot. He, so he's like the last author that we just, uh, that was uh, the Dollhouse Murders author, uh, Betty Wren Wright, who wrote a ton of, of scary middle grade novels. Yeah, pretty much. I love that. Um, and we were kind of uh, hesitant to do a, a male author, but he's that gay. So it's okay. <laughs> We don't want you. We don't want your, your white cis right. hetero men in yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. He, I do believe he is white. So there's a strike against him. But you know Sorry. what? There are no men on page in this book. There's they're only That's mentioned. True. Yeah, is what I yeah. found really interesting about that. So that was very interesting. I also so he also was the co-writer of there's this flirt series it's called and he was a co-writer of one of them it's a teen romance Ooh. and then also he wrote a picture book called playing wicked so he's like all over the place but the playing wicked sounded really cool it's about a little boy who likes to play pretend with his friends as a wizard but then when he's by himself he likes to dress up and pretend like he's the wicked queen Oh, I love, love that. that. I thought you were going to say when he when he's not around his friends, he is a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I that sounds really cool. So that's a that's a picture book. Yeah. OK, I'll have to write that down for my nephew and niece. Oh, yeah, definitely. I just wanted to mention there was a criticism. I was reading a little bit about the, the playing Wicked book. She researches. I did. I don't She's know what cute. came over me. She's cute. She researches. Oh She's my got God. lots of beverages. She's I've got it all. <laughs> <laughs> but, but speaking of like only having female characters in this book, which I did think was interesting and cool. Um, but in the playing Wicked picture book, 
it was noted by several of the reviews that all of the like um villains like the bad characters in the book were all female and all the good ones were all male <laughs> not not great you know but... um i do have some things to say about that that i guess i mean i uh -huh. know that there's all that like like i said like this is a book full of all women so like if there's an evil character it's going to be a woman that's not really yeah. what i have a problem with at all but there the villain character of this book felt very stereotypically women and a, a mm -hmm. fe feminine in a lot yeah. of ways we'll mm -hmm. get to it later so like that's really interesting to note yeah for sure and we're always going to note things like that because especially you know in older books that don't have a lot of diversity or have a lot of like stereotypical generic characters shit like that happens all the time yeah. and it's really good to point that out it is yeah hold people accountable yeah in including for everything i just said because <laughs> i'm a misandrist don't hold me I accountable mean, for yeah. anything <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> anyway um all right yeah so we're back into dolls Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to say today when I was thinking, <laughs> today when I was thinking, <laughs> um, I was I was out for my little walk today with my little cold brew. So my my feet that girl walk. Yeah, my feet and my mind are like blah, you know. Just running. I I'm was sorry. thinking about <laughs> dolls. No, it's totally fine. I was thinking about dolls. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, because we did kind of talk a little about um our own dull experiences yeah <laughs> but I like I was thinking about how I really honestly remember like the names of almost every one of my dolls I was like going over oh. them in my head yeah and I was thinking about my only boy doll <laughs> whose name was Bart after Bart Simpson of course because okay. that's yes. what you do when you're four years old you watch Obviously. a lot of the Simpsons and name a and he had a little, he had a, he was anatomically correct. So he had a little penis. <laughs> and I was like, that's really cool, actually. Like, yeah, those doll makers. Yeah, really. I don't know why that just popped up in my head. But uh, yeah, so dolls are huh. um, just still going back to how like important dolls are in the um, childhood of mostly girls. Right. I, the fact that I can still name a bunch of my dolls' names, how, like, I remember distinct things about them, how they all have, like, personalities. Yeah. I mean, you know, just dolls are just a really important part of girlhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, it reminds me of when we did the episode with, with our husbands, and we were talking about how, like, the books written by and for women are so much more, like, character-driven. Mm -hmm. And the the male ones are more story driven or like adventure, whatever. Yeah. But I think that that has a lot to do with it. It's like just how we are socially just kids. It's yeah. Like that, that's what's important to us is like character and like family, whatever. Like that's kind of like what we're we're taught more about, I guess. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's more, I feel like the way that, children use their imagination is because of the way that they're socialized mm -hmm. um which is unfortunate because yeah I feel like the way I like the way I played with dolls and the way I played pretend um really made me who I am today 
made my mm -hmm. imagination and my creativity what it is and like made me the writer that I am. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't get that opportunity. They don't have yeah. people to do that with. They're, they're taught that they shouldn't. But there's no, <laughs> but hey, there's no boys in this book. Get out of here, right. boys. Yeah. No boys allowed. Right. Uh, all right. So shall I do a little summary? Shall. Okay, so this family, I don't think that they mentioned the last name ever, but it consists no. of the mom, who I think is also not named, um, daughter Josie, who is going into sixth grade, so roughly, yeah. I I did not see what her age was at all. Like, I could not yeah. find it. I don't think they said specifically the age, but yeah, she said she was about to start sixth grade. Okay. So probably eleven. I would assume. Yeah. It um, I mean, I gathered as much like it does yeah. feel like an eleven year old voice to me. Right. So for sure. And then Josie's little sister, Anna, who is seven. And they do mention that. But they are moving from Chicago. Holler. To, <laughs> right. To a more rural area, I believe still in Illinois. Uh, because the mom lost the job, and they also are going to take care of their grandma, Jeannie, who has Alzheimer's. And they're worried that she's going to fall or, you know, just not be able to take care of herself. And the grandma has these interesting rules that she wants the girls to follow that she says immediately when they arrive. She said, uh, hey, one hi, hello, kids. Here are yeah. my rules. <laughs> right. And they're they're not creepy at all. They're totally normal. Uh, <laughs> one is never leave your windows open after dark, even if it's hot. Which actually is not a bad rule in like a rural area where like true animals can like, get in and shit. Critters. <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't live in a rural area, but I just right? assume yeah. that like bears are crawling through windows all the time. All the time. Yep. They're crawling. They're scaling the house. <laughs> Uh, number two is no dolls in the house. Very weird rule. Yes. And especially then three, for two little girls. Exactly. Three, never ever go by the house in the woods because that's where Beryl lives. So. And who is Beryl? <laughs> uh, we don't know at this point. <laughs> she just says it all the time until like halfway through. Yeah. Then we're like, oh, I guess that's. That's Beryl. <laughs> That's Beryl. There she is. Uh, <laughs> so strange things start happening. The girls hear noises. They hear laughing from the woods, like an old woman laughing. Oh, creepy. Those moments. Super creepy. Um, K.R. Alexander, real good at being creepy. Yeah, I thought so, too. Like, I was I was getting a little scared. I was, I was terrified and I was sitting yes. like in the middle of the library and I was like oh my god, oh my god I'm scared right now. Like, is Beryl coming for me? <laughs> Does she know where I am? Oh my god. In this city Chicago? <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, and then also they start having nightmares and the nightmares are mostly of them being chased through the woods and coming to this house this kind of old rundown house and in the first one, at least, she goes to the door, Josie does, and there's a life-size doll that opens the door and says, welcome home, which is absolutely terrifying. Holy shit. <laughs> the, like, 
I I love a creepy doll, but like the imagery of the creepy dolls in this book are scary. Like they really so are scary. Yeah, I cannot imagine. Okay, so I looked it up. Um, the like the reader group, the level that you read this at, it says grade yeah. four to seven, which I'd never heard of that. Like a a span like that. Before. Yeah. But I was like, if I was in fourth grade and I had read this, I would have been scared <laughs> out of my goddamn mind. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even in seventh grade, I'm scared now. Right? And I'm, I'm in a hundredth grade. <laughs> I know. I just graduated a hundredth grade. <laughs> I didn't. I failed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So very, very creepy stuff going on here. Um, and this is all the first night even they start having these nightmares and then they go to school Josie has a terrible morning everyone is like avoiding her like whispering about her making fun of her and then because she's from the city I'm like yeah those kids should be like kissing your toes like yeah oh she's so cool she's from Chicago that's so cool like in that like in I feel like in my in our middle school people would be like oh my god that's really cool she's from Chicago you know what I mean yeah, it was a little a little odd the way that they treated her. But I guess just an outsider. Sure, sure. that does make sense. Yeah. Um, but then she meets Vanessa, who approaches her at lunch, and she's she's very mysterious. She won't really talk about herself, about her past, her family. Um, but she's very sophisticated. She knows how to wear makeup, unlike the other girls in the school. That is really interesting when you um, hear about... Like when you f- figure out, you find out everything about her, mm-hmm. how she like seems more sophisticated. She knows how to put on makeup. She knows how to dress. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but they become like instantly best friends, as you do. And um, they only hang out with each other. They don't really talk to anyone else in the school. Um, also, at the same time, Anna, the little sister, finds a friend too named Clara yeah could be anyone <laughs> could be anyone who knows um we never meet Clara but also Josie starts getting notes in her locker like stay away from Vanessa Graves her name is Vanessa Graves of course but she's like oh they're just jealous they don't they don't want me to be friends with her because she's so cool they want to be friends with her <laughs> Um, did people send you notes about hanging out with me in middle school? <laughs> All the time. She's so cool. She's too cool for you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hang out with her. <laughs> right. Just kidding. That never happened. <laughs> we were never cool. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. So eventually, Josie and Anna go to hang out with Vanessa at Vanessa's house and they have to go through the woods to get they're very hesitant but they're like okay we're gonna just do it anyway um and then they get to the house it's all creepy run down and it's the house from the nightmares that they've been seeing mm-hmm. they go inside there's all these dolls like oh, hundreds and hundreds of dolls <laughs> and the creepiest part they're all turned to face the wall they're like oh okay at one point not this point but later on there's like a bird bath full of dolls yeah like doll like heads. broken doll parts what the actual <laughs> fuck i don't know i would have turned so the fuck around and ran yeah definitely 
that is that's too much she's way too polite about that yeah because she even like she and anna are like scared they're like we don't want to go in here but then she sees that vanessa looks a little sad about it and she's like oh it's fine let's go (laughs) i would have been like i don't give up i don't care i do not care about your feelings going in there you have a bird bath full of doll heads in the yard (laughs) like (laughs) fine totally fine like i know that that's not like specifically something your parents would have said like hey like if you go to a friend's <laughs> house and you have a they have a bird bath full of doll heads like probably turn over like that's inside. a red flag <laughs> but like you should probably know to not it's uh, it's one of those things that doesn't need to be said <laughs> you just inherently know <laughs> <laughs> yes so they go inside and they they never see the ant the aunt is never around. She supposedly is sleeping. Um, they leave. She Josie goes back to school. And then all of a sudden, these children start going missing. Right after the grandma had said, like, Beryl, Beryl's taken another child. Or something, something spooky like that. Then all these pranks start happening. Or she thinks that it's Anna playing pranks on her. Where she thinks that Anna's coming into her room at night and like giggling which why (laughs) and this feels this is like a part that feels very realistic to me because she's so mean to her little sister but why would Mm. her little sister be doing that shit right yeah especially that part didn't make sense to me because they were very much like in it together like they both were hearing these things they both were having the same nightmares like they both Mm -hmm. like kind of believed what was going on so I don't see why all of a sudden Anna would just start doing these things and I think that that di- that that sister dynamic is one thing where I said, I don't think this is written by women. Like this isn't mm-hmm. this doesn't feel like it's written by a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just like it does. It it feels very like I don't know. Like the sibling relationship, it kind of is just like surface level, but it's mm-hmm. trying to like act like she's trying to protect her younger sister, but you still yeah. don't get the feel of that because like right you know what i mean i don't i mm-hmm. like to me as as someone who has a sister i just feel like it it felt really weird yeah it didn't feel like they were quite as like connected or like yeah close as they should have been but like she was letting her like sleep in her bed and stuff i'm like mm-hmm. you'd have to be really close to your sibling to like do that especially right. at the age of 11 when you're yeah really like you're coming to your independence and whatnot yeah for sure so then it comes time for Vanessa to go to Josie's house to hang out and they have a sleepover and um, grandma just happens to be like sick or sleeping during the whole time that she's there until the morning when Vanessa is swinging on their swing set. Grandma comes out and sees and flips out. She's like, how are you here? You shouldn't be here. And she just passes out <laughs> and Vanessa runs away. Grandma does be thinking a lot. <laughs> she does. So then uh, Josie decides to go to Vanessa's house to to kind of run away from her house and also check on Vanessa. They get into like a little tiff for her mom and her. And she's like, I didn't want to come here. You made these oh. decisions for us, blah, blah, blah. And that's okay. why she runs away. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, so when Josie gets to Vanessa's house, she hears Vanessa crying and talking to someone with his creepy voice. And um, what do you think it sounds like? <laughs> I don't know. 
I need children. <laughs> I was thinking something like that. Like, I need the- I need children. Yeah. <laughs> so Jesse hears this and she pieces the fuck out as you would. <laughs> um, and then she has another dream that night where Beryl is calling out for Anna. And then Anna, real Anna, is in her room and she's too hot. She says, I need to open the window. I have to. And she's holding the doll. <gasps> my little heart I know the doll is I guess what's causing her to be under this like spell where she's like hypnotized and has to open this window because she won't listen to Josie yeah she's like holding on to the doll right and then mm -hmm. Josie tries to like pull it away from her and it's hot yeah it's like burning that part okay See, that's like one of the like that's one of the reasons I did like the book is because of like mm. things like that. I was like, that's scary, and that's like that is scary, and it's like te- like the 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 tension and the suspension, like they're so good in moments like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that part. And yeah, what a what a good idea just to have that be, like, like the doll is actually hot, so that's mm-hmm. why Anna wants to open the window. Like, it's a small what... small detail that like works really well to show yeah. like, the danger of the doll that I feel like mm-hmm. I, it I feel like it kind of answers questions that you weren't asking but on the other hand like this book really like presents things that you're like wait what a lot of the time you know what I yeah. mean it, it like you have way more questions than you have answers but like little moments like that I feel like really work yeah I agree Um, so she ends up very smart like wrapping a the sheet around her hand so that she can grab the doll and save Anna. Oh, one thing that I did not mention is that Vanessa is always wearing this gold, old tarnished necklace locket. Um, Chekhov's locket. Yep. <laughs> yep. Comes up all the time. <laughs> um, so in the in the next dream that she has. Uh, they go into the house again. She's with Anna this time and they go to this door that's been locked before and they see this glass case with the necklace in it. And Anna puts the necklace on and becomes a doll. Oh, yeah. Creepy. How do you, they didn't like, they didn't describe exactly. How do you, how do you picture that happening? Do you think it was just like instant or was it like a, no, I like was picturing spreading. like a fading, like, yeah. Or like from the fingertips. That's always scary. Oh, you know what I mean? yeah. It, um, Maybe it, from, from the neck. Oh, where the necklace is. oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. Do you remember, I think it's a goosebumps. It's either a goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark episode with a dollhouse where her friend gets trapped like in the dollhouse and she has oh. to like, go in. Do you remember that episode? I don't, I don't think I saw I, that one. I think I it's Are You Afraid of the Dark because it's okay. really scary and she like yeah. becomes a doll. It's Ooh. highly recommend. Why are dolls so creepy? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like, I literally read a lot of things on it and I still really yeah. don't understand why. I don't, I don't know. I, maybe it's like the like the uncanny valley kind of thing where we like evolutionarily were like trained to <laughs> be afraid yeah. of things that kind of look like us but not quite i like i read that but i also am like i don't really feel like that's why i'm scared of them do you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't know i don't know 
Yeah, humans, <laughs> we're weird. We're so complex. <laughs> oh my god, tell me how complex I am, Ashley. Right. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so more children go missing. Um, finally, Josie decides to actually ask Grandma, like, "What is up with Beryl? Who is Beryl? Why did you freak out when you saw Vanessa?" And basically, Grandma. Beryl and Victoria were childhood friends, but people thought that Beryl's mom was a witch. And then they also thought that Beryl was a witch. Um, And for some reason, Beryl was like really mean and awful. Yeah. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That just kind of was one little sentence thrown in there. She was like pitting all these kids against each other. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that was like such a quick sentence. It was like yeah. she was playing kids against each other. And then she wanted she wanted uh Victoria's doll. Yeah. Cause I guess Victoria was very rich. So she got everything she wanted. She had all these dolls. And she wanted Victoria's favorite doll. Victoria wouldn't give it to her. So Beryl turned Victoria into a doll. And that that is Vanessa. Vanessa's Victoria. Dun dun dun. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> I don't like. I honestly don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Well, there's this one moment where, um, at the sleepover that Josie has with mm-hmm. with Vanessa, she's like trying to wake her up, and she's just like Ooh. sleeping, and she's like cold, and she like yeah, kind of like gets up like, "Hello, good morning." <laughs> that was so creepy. <laughs> I was like, but also uh, vibes. Like, I wish I could wake up like that. Just like, yeah. hello, I am great. Like I'm perfectly fine. Disney princess. Yeah. <laughs> or a creepy doll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do we want to get into the whole, like, like. Let's leave it out there. I think that that's a good yeah. spot, a good jumping off point. <laughs> yeah. But, like to, 90, to 90... start negotiation. <laughs> 90% through the bug is a good job. I know. <laughs> no, I think that um that really encompasses all of our discussion points. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. So, should we talk about some of the characters? The characters, let's do it. Well, we should start, I guess, with Josie. Our final girl. Our, our final girl. Our favorite. I, I did like I did like Josie a lot. I did too. Actually. Yeah. Um I I wish that she would have had a little more of a personality, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it is one of those things that comes with I don't wanna like I I absolutely do not want to say that because a male author wrote this that he can't write girls because as we've talked about, Arl Stein yeah. writes he does women, a great job. Amazingly, but mm-hmm. I do think that it can be a pitfall when you're talking. And, and I think it goes both ways. I think that. Yeah. I was just going to mention writers we've seen too. female writers that aren't able to really encompass that. Yeah. Um, but so I do wish that she had a little more of a personality, but I did think that um, like the opening scene of her, like coming to this house and all of like the stuff she feels about being the new girl and the loneliness mm. the loneliness is yeah. such a big part of this book and yeah um i know you have a lot to say i'm sorry i like cut in but um no no go ahead 
I feel like the character Josie is important to me because I am someone who moved around a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I always had that feeling of being the new girl and how nervous I was and everybody already knew each other. And it's so hard to fit yeah. in. And like, especially when you get older and you're in middle school and you're in high school, like I, the last place we moved when I was a kid was to Minnesota. And so it was fifth grade. So everybody always already had their established groups. And then from there you go into middle school. So like, I just went through all of these different friends because it just like, mm-hmm. it's so hard to make like a good friend. And then in eighth grade, I met my best friend, Ashley Spicer. Ever oh heard of her? my God. Um, and so like her bond with Vanessa really kind of reminded me of us. Like, just like, yeah, you find someone who understands you and you understand and gets you on this different level. And like, so glad that you were not an evil doll or whatever that you know I'm so glad you weren't a doll uh that an yeah. old lady doll uh, <laughs> um you didn't you like I didn't have to break a spell to be your friend yeah. that was so nice of you um but yeah I I really liked her because of that and like yeah <laughs> that's I guess I'll yeah her. yeah I I do think that there were parts where where her character really did um shine yeah yeah i know thank you i i do this all day every day i'm like that character really shines (laughs) but yeah i do i do also feel like there were some parts like especially with the like you were saying with the relationship between her and anna and stuff like that like it it could have gone into that a lot more i think just I don't know. Their relationship was a little bit weird, I thought. I also thought it would have been more interesting if they had kind of talked about what because supposedly she did know her grandma before her grandmother had mm-hmm. got Alzheimer's, which I have I have things to say about that. I'm sure you mm-hmm. do too, because yeah. it was kind of a weird situation. But um supposedly she'd been to her grandmother's before they'd bonded before like I wish that that had been a part of it because like yeah I feel like that's a really especially in a family of all women no their dad is literally never mentioned they don't mention the dad mm-hmm. yeah he's not mentioned by name there's no excuse to why he's there he's just not even a part of this family so like this intergenerational like female <laughs> driven like yeah. family I just I wish that there would have been more of that. And I think that that could have really built out both of these characters a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the grandma, because the grandma didn't really have anything to do either. Honestly. She really didn't. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. I, it really is. I I yeah, they definitely could have done a better job on that portrayal. Could have done a little bit more research maybe on what Alzheimer's is really like. Um yeah, also, not- like at the end, all of a sudden, she, like, kind of is, like, bright-eyed and, like, bushy-tailed, like the grandmas. And I'm yeah. like, so, are you saying that Alzheimer's is, like, caused by a... Sp- I don't... It's just, like... Well, it it was a little weird. It was, like, how much of this is... I mean, because, obviously, magic. there's, like, magic elements going on in this story. So, it's, like, how much of this are you saying is the Alzheimer's? And how much of this is whatever spell was broken at the end? It's... Because, also, the, the, the grandma was, like, <laughs> casting spells, also. She's like, I trained for years to do this. 
So what made her to good? Keep and... Barrel away from you I, guys, yeah. like that whole that thing I, was so. That wild. I told your mom never to bring here in the first place. So why was I doing this? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, um, I I honestly think that her fate and Vanessa slash Victoria's fate should have been switched around, and I think yeah that would have been because it is really sad what happens to Victoria after all mm. these years of being a doll. Right. Yeah. Uh, I really honestly think they should have given her a chance. And the the grandma, like, oh, I'm being like, I my job here is done. I'm like, I'm done protecting my family. Like that would have been mm-hmm. kind of cool. Right. Um but very uh Moana. <laughs> I love Moana. Um Me too. but yeah, I I I do think though that like what the parts that um the most interesting parts to me of this story and of the character of Josie is that like loneliness she feels mm-hmm. and how she's willing to ignore a lot of red flags in order to yeah. have a friend. Relatable. Yeah. So relatable. <laughs> True. Yes. But yeah, there's there's a lot. All the notes <laughs> in the locker. The, I mean, <laughs> the house. She wouldn't have gone to that house. Or, Nobody's going to that house. I just, just want to say one more time. Bird bath full of doll heads. Yes. I mean, cool, like cool Halloween decoration. I, th- honestly, that's that's a great idea. Thank I you. I should do that. You really should. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> People will never approach the house. <laughs> that's what um, you <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, should we talk about Anna? Yes. I liked Anna. I think she was a cute character. It was it was a little bit like you know quirky precocious child syndrome a little bit. Um, a little bit, a little bit. There were multiple times where Josie was like, "Oh, she can be so serious sometimes." And <laughs> it's just these weird little comments made about her, but overall I think she was a good character, good. Yeah. You know. That that's like I don't want to keep harping on like what is wrong with this book because I just yeah. it's a it's a book that's been published like it's out whatever but I do think that that like that sibling dynamic could have been explored a lot better and like in a small way like I understand that this is really this is a short book mm-hmm. but I do think that like we could have got into that especially considering like they I want to say again, they don't like their dad is not a part of their family. Like, yeah, I just think that there's like these things like it's always been like the mom and the two sisters. Like, what does that Mm -hmm. look like? Right. Yeah, I think that would have added a little. Just it felt like it was missing. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad that you thought that, too, because I was like, there's like it it did feel like that familyness about it, because even though we do kind of get that between Josie and her mom it still feels a little short because we just don't get the full picture and I'm not yeah. saying like obviously not every family has to have like huh, a mother and a father but like right I'm just like <laughs> like only having the one parent and it's just like never talked about it's just like it's so mm-hmm. weird like why yeah. could this have been like a thing where like hey like we have this family unit but it's great and like you know what I mean I don't exactly, know exactly yeah I guess I guess or or talk about like the struggles of that or like you know I don't I mean I don't know it's yeah it was just kind of lacking um I feel like even with the the mom there wasn't really there wasn't a whole lot of interaction even like there was 
these little moments where they had conflict because Josie doesn't want to be in this small town. And, you know, the mom is just trying to like, she needs to find a job, whether that's there or back in Chicago. But yeah, it's not really, they don't really have a relationship beyond that, it seems. From what we saw. I think, and I understand that this is like a kid's book, but even having more of the dynamic between her mom and the grandmother would have been very helpful because it is like a, like, especially when she talks about how her mom and her used to be so close, but now they're keeping secrets. Like we could have Mm -hmm. kind of like flipped that and been like mirror image that from the grandma to the mom. Yeah. Because obviously there is intergenerational shit going on as there Mm -hmm. was in the last creepy doll book that we read. Yeah. And Definitely. I feel like they explored that a lot better in that book that was written mm-hmm. in the early 80s than they did in yeah. this book, which was written in 2018. I agree. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I didn't like compare the lengths, but it seemed like they were similar-ish. I mean, I think so. maybe the I, Dollhouse I, Murders was slightly longer, but. I do actually think that it was around like 200-ish pages each. So like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like they, there could have been, that could have happened. Yeah. So Grandma Jeannie, yeah, not not the <laughs> not the best portrayal of Alzheimer's. Um, it did feel like the mom, the whole family, was like ashamed of her. Yeah, like they didn't want to. Like whenever she would say something, like she she still thought that her husband was around when he had died five years earlier. Um. You know, the mom would be like, oh, don't say that. Or, like, you know, just tell her, like, oh, you, you need to go take a nap. Or, like, just stuff like that. Like, that's, I don't know. That's very, like, it, it, it's not good. No. And, like, <laughs> like, it's it's understandable that, like, families struggle with things like that. And there's no, like, wrong way. I mean, there is a wrong way to, like, handle that. But, like, yeah. I'm saying, like, there, it's it's understandable if you handle it in a, quote, unquote, like, not a great way. Because, like, I, you're, we're humans. It, yeah. Um, but they didn't really like handle it at all. I guess. Yeah. And I feel like, like if it was to this point, like it seemed like once they got there, the mom was like doing everything. She was like completely taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. What, what was the grandma doing before? Yeah. You know, like they never talked about her having any sort of like help at, around the house or like anything like that. I have a it lot just... of questions about yeah the what happened previously yeah <laughs> i also think that um the fact okay the fact that they kind of um made it seem like it was the evil magic and like the grandma protecting the family and using her own energy to mm. combat the evil magic Mm-hmm. was the reason for the alzheimer's and yeah i don't like that because it mm-hmm. frames it as like alzheimer's is a punishment yeah instead of yeah. being a like a disease that like right happens and yeah and I, also I, almost like blaming her in a way like yeah. like if she wouldn't a, have put all this energy towards this then she wouldn't have had it like, yeah, like even though it's like a positive thing that he, she was like the protector of the family yeah you're totally right yeah yeah i really I, think about that. I think that like i feel like in like sci-fi and fantasy and horror type things that tends to happen sometimes mm-hmm. where we frame 
disease and sickness as a punishment. Yeah. Which is so shitty because just anyone can get sick. Right. And it's yeah, very absolutely. like it's it's ableist too. Oh yeah. Because absolutely. I mean there are a lot of like I would say that there just are a lot of these like underlying things that like people do to villains like make them mm-hmm. like bald or make them I don't know like pale and thi- like I don't that that mm-hmm. make that like conflates being evil with being sick yeah and I'm not yeah. I'm I'm not a person like I actually I don't know a lot about this it's just like these mm-hmm. things that I've kind of noticed and that I've read articles about from people that are much smarter than I am about it but <laughs> I do think it is something that is important to think about and point out yeah absolutely and I do feel like it was just accepted for a really long time but I feel like it recently has people have like started to call mm-hmm. people out on that like there was what, what was that movie it was Anne Hathaway based on a book I don't oh, know the witches yeah well <laughs> there's a lot wrong with the witches girl doll personally has a lot of issues with women with fat yeah. people with Jewish people yeah but the, in the movie in particular you're totally right about the portrayal of that and like conflating it with mm-hmm. and just yeah like that makes someone like scary or evil because you know they have they're different they look different than a typical I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I know I, I totally agree uh with what what society deems as a typical person exactly yeah. and it's really shitty because people are vast they have lots mm-hmm. of differences and uh yeah conflating like those things it's not good <laughs> I guess. right hey surprise don't get it. <laughs> oh this is bad guys yeah, in okay. case hey, you didn't know don't do it <laughs> yeah but yeah i do i do feel like especially um like it's interesting for me because i most of the start of my career was with elderly people in general with like working in skilled nursing facilities where that was what I was working with a lot is a lot of people with Alzheimer's and other types of dementia and the way that is thought to be best to to handle it is to kind of go along with it like let them you know if they think that the doll that they're carrying (laughs) they think the spooky creepy doll head that they (laughs) no but if they're holding a doll and they think it's their baby then you just let them think that that's their baby because if you try to tell them that it's not it's it's just going to cause them distress it's not going to go anywhere like they they believe that this is their baby and it's it's a progressive disease like there's no curing it It, they're not going to get better so why why cause that distress when it's not it's not helping them in any way and I feel like in 2018, we we were having these discussions and these things were known because, I mean, yeah. how long have you been in the field? Well, exactly. Yeah. Like that was, I mean, I started in like 2008. So yeah. 10 years before this. So, yeah. Um, Isn't there like a, there's like a town in like a Scandinavian country yes. that has like dementia and Alzheimer's mm-hmm. patients? That is the coolest thing ever. I love yeah. that. America, get your shit together get your shit Seriously. together yeah 
no I think that's a great idea because it's like a locked like memory care unit which is pretty common but yeah they made it into this whole town where they have a little store they each have their own little like house (laughs) super cute so Ashley can we in that way connect this back to how Ronald Reagan uh destroyed the social (laughs) safety network (laughs) yes absolutely we can connect everything that is wrong in this country to Ronald Reagan pretty much perfect we hit it. We hit the. We hit that note. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only only the things that have happened after him, but you know, there was a lot. There's a lot wrong. We hit too. the note. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. Like we have a checklist. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Check. Yes, we need to mention him in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's our goal. It's our goal. It's a terrible goal. I don't <laughs> want to think about Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Don't ever bring him up again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess we can move on from that. Thank uh, God. <laughs> so Vanessa is our other character in this. And of course, we know her in most of the story to be this also 11-ish year old girl. I don't know. I thought her character was really interesting. Josie was ignoring a whole lot of red flags. Like she, <laughs> she would not talk about herself at all. Like she, she would ask direct questions of Vanessa, and she would just, just completely ignore it. But like to be fair, uh, Josie was like, "That's weird." Like she wasn't just she like, was. "Oh, she likes to hear about me." Like I yeah, feel like they're both very like empathetic eleven-year-olds mm-hmm. in that way. Where and even like. Their friendship was really sweet, I thought. It was. Yeah. And like how they bought it over like being vegetarian, which although yeah. like, I do have questions like is she because she was sent there by Beryl, like was she trying to like oh. single white female her kind of like be like like all the same things she did so oh. that she would be her best friend. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. I hadn't considered that, but that makes a lot of sense because how likely would it have been that this you know, if she was actually this old lady, I doubt she would have been vegetarian this entire time. Like, she wouldn't have been vegetarian back then. She could have been. But I think, how many people were vegetarian then? But we are thinking of, like, old ladies to us who are a different generation than the old ladies, right? Like, oh, grandma, shit. like, I think that her grandma would only be, like, 60 Right, oh. 50, like I don't know, could be a could have been a hippie, huh? I guess I really hadn't considered that, but yeah, she is so much younger than us. But the, I mean, that I don't know. That's just another kind of <laughs> weird thing. They don't they don't say how old she is, but yeah, her Alzheimer's is very advanced if she is that that young. That's true. That's true. Uh, I also forget that um, people have older parents and grandparents than I do. <laughs> every time every single time (laughs) yeah but yeah I mean you're probably right like she couldn't be like if she's 11 even if the mom had her when she was like 30 like I'd say probably like the oldest would be like maybe 70 I don't know I don't know I'm just making things up should we talk about Vanessa's fate our dear friend Vanessa slash Victoria (laughs) they kind of I guess the portrayal of what happens is appropriate for a middle grade book. Sure, sure. I don't know. I still didn't like it very much. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I mean, what happened? The book, I'm 50. I'm like, honestly, don't know how to feel about the book. Yeah, I I think overall I liked it. Yeah, it, it really like kept me interested. Yeah. It was I was like, what's going to happen? The the twist that I thought was going to be was not the twist that happened. Same. Uh, the writing is really, really good. Yeah. And I liked I liked like the style. Like it starts with chapter zero, which is amazing. I was like, yeah, I need to use that. That's really cool. <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> and like some chapters are really short and like I like stylistically and like the voice was really good mm-hmm. but yeah I don't like I said I really just think that like the the grandma and Vanessa's fates should have been switched yeah to me because mm-hmm. I so do you want to kind of explain what happens yeah so at the end of the book after Josie discovers that it is this necklace that is that holds the curse or whatever it is to to make people into turn them into dolls and I think that what's going on is it's like giving Beryl energy power. Do- I don't I don't know. Yeah. So are all those doll heads in the found in, in the bird? Oh, shit. Are those people? Because those are people. When, oh, my God. When Josie runs away, when she overhears what happens, she's crunching. They're crunching under her feet. Oh, my God. Running they are. Over <gasps> That's so disturbing. Beryl must have stolen thousands of children because they yeah just, there is a, i'm gonna just keep going back to this wild ass bird fountain yes of baby doll heads mm-hmm. if they're that that's gotta be like 20 baby dolls at least oh, yeah in just in that and they fountain. even said like lining the halls of the house there's yeah. hundreds of complete dolls are all of the baby dolls children <laughs> that I don't think that he thought this through. I don't think that Kara Alexander thought this through. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Because this is a small town. Yeah. Like, this would be happening all the time. That means that there would be, like, two children left in each grade. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them's Vanessa. <laughs> this is, like, okay. So, I don't, I honestly, I don't want to get into, like, human trafficking and child trafficking but there's a lot of like myths around it especially when it has to do with like QAnon and stuff and mm-hmm. uh on uh you're wrong about uh michael hobbs talks a lot about this where like the statistics of children who have like gone missing are yeah. so inflated that it would be like ridiculous how many children are yeah. missing and yeah. that's how i feel about this little town <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. If yeah, all of I those didn't dolls really... are children, maybe maybe they're not. But then where she let's, let's hope she's they're just, not. Was she just like ordering like bulk <laughs> baby dolls off of Amazon? Yeah, she has internet. <laughs> that was a very big point that the grandma doesn't have internet at her house. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I totally enjoy. Okay, so so anyways, the fate the fate of Vanessa slash Victoria. Yes. Sorry. Um, no, that's that that needs to be. I didn't even think about that before. I, I didn't was just either. Like, oh my Wait god, I don't know. It is, I don't know. It, it really could go either way. I mean, I don't know, it'd be hard if it was if they all were that. Would, that is a whole lot of people, but it seems that that Beryl liked dolls in general anyway because she was trying to take Victoria's doll way back when. So maybe, maybe she just has some dolls too. I'd like to think that that's. <laughs> What's going on? I thought you were doing the sign of the cross. 
Like, Please let that be. I don't even know which way does it go. I don't either. And I grew up Catholic. I'm confirmed. And oh my god! So the necklace. So it's it's discovered that the necklace is what is turning people into dolls, and that um, the way to well, wait, now I'm confused. Now I'm really confused because like it was turning them into dolls, but then it was also turning them back. No, okay, so. This is confusing. Beryl turns them into baby dolls just with her magic. And the necklace makes them not baby dolls dolls. for a second, like just for a little bit. If they don't have the necklace on, then they're... Then they are a doll. Wait, so then why would she... Why would... Oh my God, I'm my mind. I don't know. Why, when Vanessa was sleeping at the sleepover, she was like a doll. She had the lock. Like they pointed yeah. out that she was still wearing the but lock. She in her was sleep. wearing it. How weird that yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, also in the there was the dream where Josie and Anna were both there, and in the dream, Anna puts the necklace on and turns into a doll. I don't know. I don't know because <laughs> specifically, so when Anna gets kidnapped. And she gets turned into a doll, and then Josie puts the necklace on her. She turns back to a human girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then she's like, hey, so Beryl's been saying that as long as you oh, put yeah. the necklace on her, then <laughs> then everyone, every, those curse will be broken. Which yeah. is like, this bitch Why is Why is she going around talking villain? She's literally villain monologuing, which I have such yeah. a problem with. Like, mm-hmm. that could have been dealt with so much better. Like, I feel yeah. you know who should have told her that? It should have been Vanessa. Vanessa should have had an active role in saving yeah. them after oh, yeah. kind of luring them to their deaths, right? Right? Yeah. So, like, give Vanessa that. Mm-hmm. Something. So then Anna's like, Take the necklace. I'll turn into a doll for a sec, but you're going to get it over her neck. And it happens very quickly, very easily. Yeah. And then all of the dolls, who knows how many and if, wait, if they're just doll heads and they are people, are oh, there God. human heads in the <gasps> fountain? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But That's I digress. So then, <laughs> this is a really confusing book now. When we get it, like, yeah, we, when we actually, like, do we have questions? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, where was I? Okay. So then, all of the all of the dolls turn back into the missing children, mm-hmm. and some age up, which is so shitty. Like you can't have like yeah. a little magic being like, oh, they all turn into kids again. That's kind of funny, right? right? Instead, yeah. it's like there's some like old ass ladies, like like yeah. Vanessa Victoria, and then she's like, oh, thank you so much for helping me, ah, and just dies. <laughs> yeah, she just dies. And then Josie's like, if I pretend, it kind of looks like she's just sleeping. That oh was so God. fucked up. Okay, that was fucked oh. up. Ooh. I had to reread that like three times because I was like, excuse me, what? Like, wait, wait did, did she actually die? Yeah, exactly. At first I was like, I don't know. I also at first when Anna was like, it's okay, you can turn me back into a doll. I thought it was going to be permanent. I thought she was mm-hmm. like sacrificing Same. herself. There were no stakes. No, not at all. Like, yeah, you can turn me back into a Why doll for Vanessa 10 minutes. Why did Victoria have to die when she's as old as the grandma who is not... 
cannot be that old like cannot be like super old yeah why couldn't she have lived and then these little little ladies are like oh yeah we're best friends and then yeah I don't know I just I understand that it's like a horror but like I don't know it was kind of weird yeah yeah I I don't think it was necessary it was very weird very strange yeah yeah I don't know what to say after that. It's very sad. <laughs> it may kind of make me sad because I was like, it was like her only, it was, it was Josie's only friend. Yeah. But she has to watch her become a doll and then become a human. <laughs> die. And her old age and then die. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, what, a, like, what is the author trying to say here? Like about being old? Cause like all the old people are kind of just like fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> they are there's there's the grandma who has alzheimer's dementia but kind of doesn't at the end because yes because the The everything's broken there's um vanessa victoria who gets old and just dies uh yeah after everything happens and then should we get into barrel yeah let's talk about barrel (laughs) i did you make notes i didn't make notes of like what the description no i I don't even remember what she looked like or anything. Yeah, it it was very like it seemed to be very stereotypical, like witch, like mm-hmm. exaggerated, like, like crinkled features, like skin yeah, saggy skin and like it probably like a, said she had a big nose. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, I think like I did mention this to you about like kind of the horror stereotypes that mm-hmm. I was kind of jumped out at me and the barrel as the witch who is okay well obviously she's a woman who's evil which Mm -hmm. sure women can be evil like you know i you know i support women's rights 2023 yeah exactly (laughs) um but like the way she was evil was gross to me Mm -hmm. she okay so let's let's look let's let's map this out okay (laughs) Okay, so when she was a little girl, she decided to start t- turning people into dolls because she was a little brat. Yeah. Little girl brat who wanted all the dolls and all the toys. Okay, like, mm-hmm. ew, can we move away from this little, like, Baruch, yeah, like... Baruch Assault type shit or whatever? Mm-hmm. Wait, was that Baruch Assault? Yeah. Yeah, Baruch Assault type shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just, like, keeps on stealing children or... Yeah, children to make into dolls so that they'll be her children forever. Um, can we say like women uh stealing children has been like a thing in all fairy yeah. tales? And it is it, a very gendered thing because it's not like oh, yeah. men stealing children. Right. It's children like, to have as to either as like children. stay young or to have as their mm-hmm. own children, which are both yeah. very gendered things to like yep. have. Um like, why is she stealing these children? Why does she? Like, I have no idea. It really it's doesn't make sense. Young? No, she's old she's, and she's tired. Old as fuck. Yeah, way older than it would make sense for her to be. <laughs> as we've said, like, why does she need all these saying. things to keep her young? She's not even that old. No, I know she should be like fifty. Like honestly. <laughs> And why why did she start they didn't say how old they were. I'm assuming they were like teenagers. But why did she start in the first place? Just because she wanted the doll and then it just turned into wanting well, did, all like, these the, children? Did her turning Vanessa Victoria into 
a doll like it was like an addiction after <laughs> i don't know i don't know she's like she's i can't like, oh that was fun yeah. like there's no reason that she started doing this so no, like, not at all like the original reason was just because she wanted the doll yeah so the fact that we're using these very like stereotypical things of like women who don't have children are stealing children ew yeah that's that disgusting is, that's I just, I just, if, if you're going to make a woman a villain, which as I said, you should, like women are yeah. evil too. I, and I love a good evil woman, you know, yeah. Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, <laughs> <just> <laughs> yes. But like, we love it. We love a story of a, a villainous woman and you have to make the motivation something that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not a good motivation, it should, you need, you need a motivation. Oh Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a woman being evil because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not the best. I don't know. It 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 really doesn't it doesn't make sense to me at all. No. I, I cannot fathom a reason why she would need to be doing this and why she was. Why did she decide to keep Victoria as like her little like pet when all the other ones were just actual dolls like why was victoria this like living doll that she set out to get all these other children for her okay here here is just like a little bitty like motivation that she could have had instead of grandma Jeannie and uh victoria vanessa and um beryl all being friends victoria vanessa and Jeannie are best friends everyone's all mean to beryl because they think her Mm -hmm. mom's a witch Mm-hmm. she's jealous which makes mm-hmm. sense she's lonely like that that loneliness could have been mirrored from the character sorry i'm like really going yeah. into editing mode right now yeah but it could have been mirrored from josie to barrel and then she keeps on collecting children and she should only be collecting As her friends but she should only be collecting 11 year old girls the fact uh-huh. that she kidnaps boys like that doesn't make any sense to me you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah. For, so she would only be collecting 11-year-old girls because she wants friends. There you go. Bam. Solved. Yeah. No, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> a lot more sense. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I like that. Come to me for some developmental editing because I got you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's always my thing. I need the motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, characters could be evil, but I need a motivation. Yeah. Because also like where it... So if, Obviously, Beryl's mom was also a witch. Where, where was she in all this? Was she also evil? Was she just letting Beryl go, like, do these things? Did she not know? She like, did Beryl also like turn her mom into a doll? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. A, we need a Beryl prequel. Oh, we do. See, that would be a cool book. It would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I totally agree. It's just like it doesn't make it doesn't really make sense to me. Mm-hmm. and that's where it falls flat but like i said there's a lot of things though that i really liked yeah me too i i truly like <laughs> we are not the target audience for this no. in any way shape or form i really do think that if i wasn't like literally writing down like everything that was happening in this book i don't think i would have even noticed most of this stuff like i no. i think it would have been great i think that if i was just reading it i think I would have been like, oh, that was really creepy. Yeah. I loved it. Moving on. I mean, like as a seventh grader, I would have probably loved this because you mm-hmm. at the time when I was in seventh grade, I was 
well, I guess eighth grade, we had just become friends. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't watch horror movies really. Like I'd seen parts of Scream. I'd seen, I know what you did last summer, but I wasn't like a big fan. And then you showed me like Nightmare on Elm Street and it Mm -hmm. and all these things. And I like loved, and I would have loved something like this that was more targeted towards me because those were targeted towards a little bit older than we were when we were watching those (laughs) things. Definitely. But even though like Betty Wren Wright, who wrote The Dollhouse Murders, did exist back in those days and R.L. Stein and all those things, there are more of these horror books that are more focused towards a younger audience now. Yeah. Like even more of them now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely not all bad. No, not at all. I did. I did really enjoy like, you know, we've just been seeing so many things with reading newer books where it's like just things that would never have been talked about. Like I really I made a note of this because there was just this very subtle like LGBTQ inclusion by saying like when Josie was talking about missing her old friends from her old school, she was like, we would be at lunch talking about the kids that we thought were cute instead of it being like talking about the boys we thought were cute. I didn't you know, notice just, like, that. Very, yeah. yeah. Um, and just like they were talking about setting boundaries with your family and like stuff like that would that never would have, have been. never been. Yeah. So I do think there's there's a lot of good in it. Oh, absolutely. I definitely think so. I uh, what I thought was interesting bringing this horror element into the modern age and like this was five years ago, but modern age. Yeah. Was how they handled cell phones and Wi-Fi and stuff that it was yeah. like, oh, there's. We're in the middle of nowhere. There's no reception. Grandma doesn't have Wi-Fi. I left my cell phone mm-hmm. at home because what's the point of it? I liked that. Yeah. Because kids are going to be saying, well, why didn't she just do this? Or why didn't she just do that? And it gave mm-hmm. it a reason why without it being yeah. like, I like it just like if, if the, he hadn't said anything about these things, like it, people would be like, okay, well, what? Uh, just look it up online. Right. You know? Yeah, definitely. Like it would have either had to have been that or he would have had to say it was like set in the past. Yeah. So they didn't have it. So should we talk about some similarities that this book had to the dollhouse murders? Let's do it. One of them that I thought was very interesting. They were both leaving Chicago to go to a more rural area and stay in their grandma's huge house. What? Um. Okay. That's weird, right? Yes, very weird. I have questions about that. I'm like, are dolls in the Midwest kind of like a thing? Like, a, oh. I feel like it's like a country-ish Midwest cornfields. You go into the house, there's all these like porcelain dolls and like yeah. other uh, knickknacks on the wall and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is very specific that it is Chicago and then it is a, a rural town in Illinois or around Illinois. Yeah, yeah definitely. And it is like, like, I just think of my grandma who lived like out in rural Minnesota and she did. There were just tons of porcelain dolls all over the place. There was all these like toys and like she she had a bunch of lava lamps. (laughs) There was just all this stuff everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, absolutely the same. And that's where I was kind of like my grandmother, even my grandmother, I'm, I'm like, we're 33. My grandmother's only like, I don't know late 70s or whatever that's yeah. what I'm like how old can these grandmothers be you know right I mean? yeah but anyways uh yeah same with my grandma so rural Minnesota 
Mm -hmm. uh dolls and like little ceramic bells and like you know whatever. yeah um but in the basement oh that was the cool place because she had (laughs) all of these old outfits that like my mom and her siblings wore uh you know to dances or like in each other's weddings and we used to dress up in them and (laughs) I would say that the funniest thing that my grandmother had was for the grandchildren she would buy what she thought were Disney movies but they were not Disney movies they oh, were Hans yeah. Christian Anderson uh like movies like, so the, the little mermaid where she turns into foam at the end oh god and yeah. like has to step on glass or or Cinderella has to step on glass at the like that's what my grandma had instead of the Disney version oh I love that <laughs> I want to go back. I want to go back to grandma's house. That's where I read Little Women and Heidi for the first time was in my grandma's basement. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. I do think it must be kind of a Midwestern thing. And it is interesting because you don't see a lot of Midwest representation in teen books or teen movies Mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, another similarity was that the family was the kids. It was just two girls. Mm-hmm, yeah. Two daughters. The oldest was 11 or 12. Yeah. The younger was very much younger. In this one. <laughs> I Yeah, I like that. And I think that's very much because of the audience is going to be the young girls who have little yeah. sisters or older sisters and can really relate to that. Yeah. I liked the I I like this like I like sisters in books like I I always yeah. think that's really sweet and like how they're portrayed is always really interesting to me as a sister. Yeah, it's always interesting to me because I don't have a sister, so I'm like <laughs> you know just getting these like like I don't know what's what's true and what's not, you know. <laughs> and you're kind of, you're kind of living like vicariously through it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like this is what it would have been like to have. Right. Like, I I remember watching scary movies i watched signs oh my god that movie freaked me out so bad when i was like eight and i crawled into bed with my sister and she like let me sleep with her because i was so scared and like that it really reminded me of that oh that's cute yeah i never (laughs) you would have just made fun of me you would have been like grow up (laughs) i'm I'm seven (laughs) yeah um i mean obviously with i mean it is just part of that age group but Josie just wanting her own friends wanting her own life like she got these little twinges of like being jealous when when Vanessa was paying attention to Anna more than her and like gave mm-hmm. her the doll and stuff like that I thought that was kind of cute and authentic yeah I didn't really think of that similarity but for sure <laughs> one tiny little thing they had homemade pizzas Oh, they did. <laughs> I never had that. That's so cool. I know, right? I mean, I I did because I mean, my parents owned a pizza restaurant, yeah, so they would. They, make I pizza. always forget that. I know it's so weird. My mom was like, but "Here's a bag now. of chips. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna make you pizzas. Make some pizza <laughs> rolls in the oven. I I have nothing yeah. to do with this. Right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely." That's the working parent. We're latchkey children. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much all I had for, for similarities. I don't know if you had anything to add. I, I don't. Those are fun similarities that I honestly did not even pick up on a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, I was like, 
Because <laughs> this was the first time I was going to be like kind of leading. I was like, I got to have like things. <laughs> I got to oh, have I things it. to talk no, about. No, it's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, then some some differences. I mean, I already talked about just like the differences with it being more modern. Like there was just things that were talked about. They did mention that the parents, they never talk about the dad, but they did mention that the parents divorced two years prior and it's like explicitly mentioned that this was like a traumatic event for Josie and she saw a counselor and I thought that that was really interesting that you know in the dollhouse murders there was something that was completely horrific (laughs) and it was just never it was like okay ignore it go on with your life everything's fine but you're gonna have PTSD for the rest of your life and (laughs) you know like there's no resolution that the whole divorce and dad thing is such like a blip that if you like blink you miss it because it's oh, yeah it's honestly like just not like nothing is talked about yeah. really about it mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was interesting that they never really mentioned the other parents yeah in any any capacity at all yeah <laughs> so that there was a divorce very weird um and then of course the big thing was that in the dollhouse murders it was actually like a benevolent spirit of the great grandma mm-hmm. trying to help them solve this mystery. Whereas in this, it was actually like just evil and just trying to yeah, steal, steal children. <laughs> this was much scarier. Yes, like, it was. Yeah, It was pretty horrifying at times, mm-hmm. honestly. That was, that was pretty much it. <laughs> Can we just talk for a minute about how this is very like reminiscent of like a fairy tale? With the woods, mm-hmm. um, the witch. Mm-hmm. I do think it's really weird that the at the house at at like Victoria Vanessa's house, how it always smelled like like fresh baked cookies, very yeah. Hansel and Gretel. Yes, I liked that. And about how just like I don't know, just the woods as just like a a source of threat. Mm-hmm. And that's how like we kind of think of it in our culture about like the past. Because it's kind of just like filled with un- the unknown. Yeah. I don't know. I just I found that really interesting how much they were like the woods, the woods, the woods. Like when mm-hmm. um the for- the first girl in current times that goes missing, she's last seen walking into the woods, and we know it's because oh, the yeah. house is in the woods. But it's just like so, I it it is so fairy tale to me. Mm-hmm. It is. I thought I made note of this quote because I thought it was really good. Vanessa is asking Josie if she had had nightmares the night before. And she says, no, my sister slept in my room. She's scared of the woods. And then it says, Vanessa looked at me for a bit. I couldn't tell what she was trying to discover. And Vanessa says, there's nothing to be scared of in the woods, she said. Her voice sounded different, flat, like she was reciting a line from a story she'd read but didn't believe. It's just trees and animals. (laughs) Yeah, I liked that a lot. That was a really good part to put in. I do think that that is purposeful of kind of that witch in the woods and luring children in with big goods and very Hansel yeah. and Gretel, like I said. Yeah. And like definitely. fairy tales are kind of like morality tales for children mm-hmm. and what not to do. Like, don't don't trust a witch, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I do think it's funny the way that like Josie ignores all these red flags, which is like ignoring mm-hmm. warning signs as they do in fairy tales. Yeah. To get to 
what she wants because she wants to be a little selfish right and that's what like yep. the kids in fairy tales are being selfish and that's why they kind of get punished for it and that's kind of what happens here yeah i hadn't put that together at all i like it thank you do you have Good a job. do you have some we have to, we had some we both had some questions oh yeah yeah one thing i don't know i'm wondering if this was like just the author's experience or or if I like was a terrible child but uh, (laughs) at one point Josie asks the grandma like what's so scary about the woods like why shouldn't we go in the woods and then she in her inner her thoughts she's like this is the closest I've ever been to talking back to my grandma and it's like asking a question is is talking back to to your elders or whatever that seemed very odd to me i don't know that is very odd i just can't be like curious about things no i think i would just ask my grandma question right especially (laughs) if she was like really making it this huge deal like you can't do these things it's like can you explain to me (laughs) why yeah i think that like with my parents i've never been afraid to be like okay why is this why well what's going on with this what's going on with this like I like yeah I I never like even would think of that as a sign of disrespect yeah exactly so I I hear you like expected and like I was always curious about everything as children children are should ask questions and that's yeah everyone should the the circumstances of this book makes it so that the children are having to hide things from the adults and the adults are having to hide things from the children Mm-hmm. And that just like is it's interesting to me because it's like it makes for bad things to happen and it's like, real life bad things happen yeah. because of children hiding things from adults and like thinking that they can't share with them thinking right. that like they're going to be punished for things or cuz i mean like Josie's like having like nightmares like all these really mm-hmm. bad things are happening she's like my mom's not going to believe me and it's like it's so sad to hear because it's true yeah it is because like at the end of this the mom doesn't know anything that's happening no not at all not at all the, the mom is in the dark like not at all clued into this mm-hmm. that's interesting and for it to be like a kind of a middle gradey thing I get I, I guess if it was more of a children's book, the like the whole family would have kind of been involved. But yeah. because it's for I mean, I would like I know it says fourth grade, but I just really think that's kind of young for this. But like for like mm-hmm. a fifth, sixth, seventh grader, you're kind of getting into that point in your life where you are starting to not tell your parents things. Yeah. And to kind of uh like move away from them. And they do talk mm-hmm. about that in this book. So I don't even know what point I was making, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And I think maybe that is kind of what he was trying to say too, because mm-hmm. that relationship between the grandma and the mom was so like strained too, it seemed. And I wish we would have gotten more of that. I, I wish we would have gotten some of that. Yeah. Me too. I feel like this book is in such a weird um, place of reading level. Because like mm-hmm. I said, if it had been a little lower, it would have been the whole family. If it had been a little higher, yeah. like we would have gotten more of that like generational stuff. Because mm-hmm. the same thing with the dollhouse murders. Like we kind of it shied away from a lot of these things. And I I un- like I do 
even though this book is a more modern one from five years ago, I do think that like even more modern books would have a little like we're talking so much about generational trauma now Mm -hmm. and in a way that children understand and can relate to. So I definitely think that if this was made last year, the year before that, like we would have had that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's it's really wild to me, like how fast things are changing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think I think I've just been I've been so like spoiled by those those like movies and those books that are about yeah. like that are so they get so into that, but mm-hmm. but they they make it so digestible to everyone, you know. Yeah. That I'm like, yeah. well, why didn't you do this? And it's like because this wasn't a thing then. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's very easy to blame or criticize, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we talk for a sec just like one second about Clara? Is it Kara or Clara? Anna's Clara. friend. Clara. Yeah. Okay. So Anna makes this so Anna, the little sister, makes this friend, Clara, mm-hmm. who is kind of like Vanessa and like, oh, should we get along? She's new. We get along so well. And it turns out that she is a also what like a doll of barrels. Yeah. And then she kind of like when they release all the dolls, they're like, Oh, we didn't hear about a Clara getting back to her family, but she could have had yeah. a different last name. Oh well. We'll never know. Yeah. I'm like, right. no, tell me what happened with Clara. I want to know. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe that's what's in the second book. Maybe. Yeah. So there's a so there's a second it a, book. It's Anna focused. Yeah. So it's five years after this book. I'm kind of curious. I might read it because I mean, it's a yeah. quick read. Uh, maybe I should have read it b- before we did this. We're talking about this. But you know what? Have I ever prepared for anything? You know, no, I you haven't. live and you learn. Or, or don't learn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never learn. I refuse. <laughs> the only other thing is like, who is writing these notes? Oh my God. Who was writing the notes? Thank you. That's the other thing I wanted to talk yeah. about. Who was writing the notes? I don't know. And I'm assuming they, they want you to think that it's like one of the dolls or something. Right? I don't know. Like, that's kind of my thought on it. But it's like, how? Like, are these dolls like escaping and... <laughs> Like specifically the note that was like written, um, spelled really like the spelling was really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it, was, it felt like that was supposed to be like a specific point that it just wasn't. Yeah, yeah it it made it very clear that because there was three different notes that were left on the locker, and it made it very clear that each one was from a different person. They're like, this is different handwriting. This one doesn't know how to spell. The last one was. It instead of saying like your while you apostrophe R E, it said you are like the letters you are in danger. And it's like that obviously is someone who's very modern, you know, that's like a young or person now. Actually a young person in like two thousand. Well, true. <laughs> I I am old myself. <laughs> As an elder myself? <laughs> yeah. I think that's how young people talk now. No, but I, what I'm saying is like maybe generationally all these kids have gone missing. Mm-hmm. And that's why that looks so different. Yeah. I don't know. But it was very know. odd to me because there was never any like, like it seemed to be that the only doll who was like living, so to speak, was Vanessa. 
Yeah. But then Clara was too. But who knows if Clara yeah. has been real, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, That's I don't a good know. Point. That's a good point. I don't know. Okay, one more thing. So is is Josie's grandmother a witch? See, I don't know. I don't know. Because it seemed like obviously she was doing some kind of magic. She was like casting these spells to try to protect the house and stuff. But it it didn't. I don't think she is. I think she somehow just like was able to do. She said she trained for years to to. I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god! See, that's like the. She doesn't even have internet. (laughs) (laughs) She's watching like like witch tutorials on YouTube at the at the local library. Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's cool i like that i want to see that that's a deleted scene i want to see <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah I I, know. yeah there were some questions well yeah i think i think i think we're we the, the creepy doll is wrapping up um has left the building <laughs> oh god i hope so it's so creepy yeah Jeez. uh this is like i I liked examining the creepy doll because I feel like it's something I haven't really like thought of or like mm-hmm. I don't know, talked about or like anything in a while. Like just like the memories of like my own baby dolls yeah. and my own childhood. Always fun to reminisce. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think I don't know. What do you okay? I think it would be fun to like kind of wrap up each little module, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Topic. Um, to like kind of think about um like what these things like mean like to us like to us and like YA as a you know what I mean I don't yeah. know this is just springing into my head so you know like we could totally not do this <laughs> I did not ask you to do that I did not give you a homework assignment assignment but I what I kind of think with the doll is that it's like such a representation of being a a child a, a girl in mm-hmm. particular like as i said like obviously girls and boys both play dolls but yeah the doll is a central figure in girlhood in particular um that like it's interesting to mesh it with ya and uh we've more focused on like the middle grade elementary fiction of it all yeah um to melt it with that because it's kind of like a like being torn away from childhood oh yeah so uh, that's a like because i mean think about both of these books and how they're young girls on the verge like she is becoming a teenager in the dollhouse murders and in this one she's she's a preteen she's on the verge of becoming a teenager as well yeah um so she's in like this like in between space where you're not playing with dolls but you still you're still being treated as like a, such a child and yeah. you're still you're having to balance these different worlds that you're kind of being thrown into i mean think about being 11 mm-hmm. i was still like i want to play with barbies but i have my period yeah right it's just like, yeah it's, it's a very a, weird place to be you have so many feelings and like you are going through puberty at before all of your like cis male counterparts are you know what I mean like oh, yeah it's, it's so hard it middle school I think that I honestly think middle school is like the hardest years of your life like I, I agree brutal yeah brutal kids in that age can be so cruel oh so cruel and so mean 
it's just and you also just like have all these feelings and you don't know what to do with them so like i really think that the baby doll and the creepy baby doll are kind of representations <laughs> of these th- of all of these like erratic behaviors and feelings yeah. and all of these things that you just don't know how you don't know what to do with it so it just like kind of yeah. cut all forms into the symbol of a creepy baby doll yeah that makes <laughs> a lot of sense where it's like like they're trying to kind of get away from their childhood so it's made into this like creepy thing that you don't want to be associated with but it's a symbol of what it used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's so interesting that you put it like huh. that. <laughs> Honestly, like, I am done. I'm done with this. It's but it like it kind of like crawls back into your life because you still mm-hmm. are. Yeah, you still like want that. And I would say that you know, I would. I don't know what I was gonna say there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just the the baby doll as a toy and how it represents femininity and motherhood and like training young girls to be in a position of motherhood and grow up into not just like a teenager but like right like you're kind of skipping a step where you're like you're not a teenager you're gonna be a mom yeah like I just I wonder how like I I wonder how as we evolve and our understanding of gender and our um, gender roles, how the baby doll fits into it. Yeah, that will be really interesting because, yeah, it really is. It's used. It has been used since forever as, as like a, a socialization tool. tool. To, yeah. yeah. To like teach little girls to be moms. That's, yeah, interesting. But on I the other know. hand, as I said, like baby dolls were like some of my first friends and I used my imagination with them. I wasn't just a mom. I was a teacher. I was an older sister. Yeah. You know, like I put myself in these different roles. Like I acted out these different roles that I've never had or will never have with mm-hmm. dolls. Yeah. So like it's not like always a bad thing. It's just like how you. Yeah. It's a tool for how you use it. But I just like I really do just wonder like how. And and I've read a lot on dolls and how like they do teach a lot of empathy because you're like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're understanding other emotions, even if it's not even a real like they're yeah a real thing. Um, the reason why like girls kind of come up more empathetic and more in their feelings is because we have these tools to act out our empathy and our feelings on. Yeah, we're give- it's like a built-in like outlet for that. Where yeah, don't have that. Where boys are encouraged to have their outlet be violent things right like swords and guns and mm-hmm. cars and you know yeah and they're only like strong emotion mm-hmm. that they're supposed to show is anger yeah whereas we're like more nurturing because we have this like small thing that looks like a small person and a small doll yeah yeah so yeah i it's interesting <laughs> dolls it are dolls are really interesting they are but like we don't we don't like think about it beyond our childhood really or like if you know we're a mom and like or a parent and give the doll to our children mm-hmm. which I will never do because I'm not <laughs> same I'm only a, a cat mom and my cat does yeah. not want my baby doll um <laughs> tried to chew the hair off uh my American girl doll and I said Close. absolutely not yeah. the thing is worth a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> um but but 
also, I guess the American Girl doll, like you do also now, like the doll has evolved from those oh, yeah. tools of like being a baby baby to things like the American Girl doll, which is about uh, showing your outer personality on your doll. They, they're not yeah. they're not supposed to be babies. They're supposed to be you as mm-hmm. a doll. So I do think that that is like the evolution of the doll and like American girl dolls have not st- like can't stop won't stop but the, like they're yeah. huge still like they were yeah. huge when they came out they're huge now so I think that it is kind of um, what you know we see as the evolution of the baby doll where mm-hmm. we are they're more than us taking care of them they're a, a reflection of us yeah and I think that's the thing with Barbies too, why they're so important and so, you know, crucial for girls to have because they're able to see all these different things, all these different careers and things that can be possible, even if you're not seeing it as much in, in real life. But. Yeah, I, oh, we're going to check another uh, check mark off the Barbie movie. <laughs> uh reagan barbie movie uh what else do we have to mention taylor swift maybe uh (laughs) we haven't we haven't done that yet i don't think um but yeah i think that the barbie movie really talks a lot about that how it is about you know showing what you can be but also being like there's a lot of fault in the barbie as yeah something we present to young girls barbies are have big old boobs a little right and like we're so white for so long and now there's many many more Mm -hmm. which is great and like they but it's always been so good that they can be all of these things yeah absolutely which maybe that's why like barbie and american girl like those will never be i was gonna say horrorized oh i said it right okay (laughs) because i don't think that you can project as much like i don't know like weird stuff about childhood and about you know onto them because it's kind of what you they are what you make them whereas Mm -hmm. like like baby dolls are kind of just like you can make them creepy yeah yeah they are kind of like just this one thing yeah normally but then you can make it into something creepy if we want to throw taylor swift into this uh, <laughs> perfect let's do it why not um so i lately have been very into folklore and <laughs> always <laughs> always so good um the song seven i love i think it's such an interesting song like it's such like this portrayal of childhood and her trying to like protect her friend from this abusive dad or whatever can you Very sad. like tell me the lyrics because i honestly like cannot like you said it i was like my mind went blank even though i yeah i've um, been listening to folklore over and over again for like three weeks straight yeah <laughs> um it's the one that's like um like your braids make a pattern love you to the moon and moon saturn. saturn yeah, yeah. That but she says in that and it's such a cute like accurate depiction of a little girl like pack your dolls in a sweater like that's all you need we'll move to, India, moving to forever. India forever yeah like running all away you need, your dolls in sweater yeah oh my god that's beautiful um yeah. yeah yeah dolls are just such a representation of childhood and like childhood is just like it's so 
it's so weird because of how we like look back on it and about like when we're in it obviously it's yeah we're always trying to be older we're always trying to like not be our age especially like Mm -hmm. when we're in our childhood and teen years and so looking back on our childhood it's it like it's such an age of like you're so naive like nobody believes you it's it's scary because Mm -hmm. you can like nobody believes what you say yeah and that's why a lot of like scary things happen when you're a kid and like you all of these like things these lifelong things that you hold on to start there yeah so that's why I just think that like childhood and like teen years are just like such an important thing to look at and Mm -hmm. to like think about and dissect because it 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 really just shows you who you are today and why yeah yeah i think it's that's it's really sad i just i was thinking like you were saying you're always trying to be older mm-hmm. but then it gets to a point like you like as women especially i feel like you would never want to be the age that you are like you want to oh, be older not. and older and older until you get to a certain point like 30 or whatever and it's like Mm -hmm. oh you just want to be younger and younger you want to look like a teenager forever and act like that's that's really sad I hate it it is really sad it is I hate it too (sighs) just just appreciate where you are in life I yeah and like it's so easy to say and so hard to know yeah absolutely because like I could say forever like like if I like if I were to go back, but like I I still want to pre- like right. if I was the eight like if I had the mindset I have now and went back as a teenager, I would probably just be like, I'm depressed because I can't <laughs> go to the bar and I don't live on my own. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would be having the same exact emotions that I had then. So like, yeah. it, I mean, it's really not a good thought exercise for me. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I'd still be <laughs> miserable. <laughs> and I like I'm not a person who believes that your teen years are the best of your life i'm having oh, God. Like, being in my 30s is great like I, I i love i love all that it's afforded me to do like i love being my own person i'm like more freedom. confident than ever so yeah i do envy those yeah. people that were confident back then though good for you oh yeah yeah although i have to say going back to the middle school being the worst years of your life i i do feel if you were popular in middle school you I like I don't know how, how you are now like that's yeah that scares me how you are now. <laughs> that's true yeah like where where was your character development mm-hmm. like yeah. you were you were becoming you and doing it by being mean to other people yeah like who are you <laughs> yeah oh wow what a, wow I went and I'm just like such thoughtfulness yeah about uh childhood and teenage years and dolls <laughs> that's, that's what we do um what are we coming up do you ha- have it off the top of your head uh what subject we have i don't let me see okay so we have babysitters coming up which actually is oh, perfect because is perfect. it does go into the whole teen years and yes of it so we have uh we have some babysitters club and we have mm-hmm. some babysitters coven that's gonna I'm be excited. Fun. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Are I we done? We <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, follow us on Instagram at to all the YA and rate review. Tell us why uh, your middle school years were the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your creepy dolls. 
Tell us yes, about please. Send send pictures. Oh God. <laughs> I don't know about that, but sure. Do whatever she says. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh bye. Bye.